you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Should get to so little time, but we have three hours on a Friday. Things are a little crazy here at the breakfast table in New York City. My name is Kay Adams. Thank you for waking up and choosing us. Kyle Brandt is here. Peter Schrager is here. And a 13-year veteran, a man who eats and sleeps football. He's also never met a breakdown. He didn't. Oh, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> NFL Network's film guru, Brian Baldwin. Oh! Here we go! So... I feel pretty honored. Like yeah. I've done a lot of things, you know, on my in my career, if you want to call it that. But this is this is a highlight. This that's is my maiden right. voyage here today. Okay? At GMFB with your tweets, and let's go with the lead block. Lead block. You got a lot to get. You got to say lead block, Baldy. Scream lead block. <laughs> oh yes, I'm say it. Next. Say lead block. Lead block. Yeah. yeah. Lead Kyler block. Murray offseason right. drama continues. Our own Velasquez right. reporting that the Cardinals have not made any contract offer to Kyler. Guys, that was weeks ago. Kyler's agent Eric Burkhart, EV. What up? He informed the cards of the initial offer from back in February. It is off the table. Tom P. also says that he does not expect Kyler will play this season without a new deal. That brings out, of course, the dramatic possibility of a holdout down the line if things don't change. And while Arizona insists that they will not trade their Pro Bowl quarterback, mm-hmm. like I was as much talent as any quarterback in the National Football League, other teams are monitoring the situation closely. This has been brewing. This has been a script. This has been a Hollywood movie, a little drama for a couple of months now. We've been all over it right here at the breakfast table. So let's dig into it, guys. How should the Cardinals handle this situation with Kyler Murray? And we should also, of course, note Eric Burkhart, the agent for Cliff Kingsbury, who just got a deal. Also got? the agent for Kyler. Kyler. Oh. And the GM just got an extension. Steve Kime. Steve Kime. And uh, everyone's getting paid but Kyler. Mm-hmm. Yet he's got two years left on his contract. Finished one of the worst playoff games any franchise has seen when they lost in the wild card round to the Rams. And he's saying, I want to get paid now. I want to get paid now as Lamar Jackson still hasn't been paid, who is a year older older him than the NFL, still hasn't gotten paid. Patrick Mahomes waited till July mm-hmm. to get paid. Josh Allen Good. waited till August of that to get paid. So the update here from Pelissero is a news update when he starts adding in the details of like, you know, he might want to not play. And But the truth is, there's no update since when the Instagram screed came out from the age. Eric Burkhardt, because guess what? The Cardinals, they haven't done anything to change this narrative. They've been steadfast all along saying, we'll pay you when we want to pay you. It's really on Kyler now how much he wants to push this and say, all right, I, then I'm not going to play. And then if that's the case, mm-hmm. put me in, coach. I'm ready to play center field. Like, honestly, I don't know at this point. Not only is he under contract, they're going to pick up the fifth-year option. Yeah. He'll be under contract next year. Then they could franchise him, franchise tag him again. Like, you don't just get paid when you want to get paid. to get paid from the team. And that's not my opinion. That's just how the NFL works. You know, it's, it's interesting about that, Shrags, is, like, there's precedent for a quarterback getting paid after the third year. Carson Wentz, it happened. Jared Goff, it sure. happened. But 
what you just said happened there is the teams initiated the contract talks and the players, you know, they wanted to lock them up. Obviously, it was probably bad deals for both teams. Both players have been moved on. But like in this situation, you're trying to hold the team hostage. All I know is we saw that last playoff game. Mm-hmm. That was a horrendous performance. Yeah. Like that throw up yeah. that he did there to Long in the end zone for the touchdown. It was 21-0. Like in this playoff season that we had where every game was amazing, this game was a stink. It was weird. It was on Monday night, remember? And so, you know, we saw a huge decline in the second half of the season. This is not the way I would want to go in to initiate contract talks and to say this is the reason why. Because we just saw, like, this was a poor finish. Mm-hmm. There's the graphic right there. That's all, you know, that's verifiable right mm-hmm. now. I have a, a three-step plan for the Cardinals on okay. how to handle this. Oh, PowerPoint yeah. presentation for us yeah, this yeah. morning? Three-step okay, plan. Slides. Step one is scotch. I think you're going to need it. <laughs> I, I really I think this is going to be ugly and brutal and with the personalities involved. Step two is I want you to take a Cleveland Browns logo and make a dartboard out of it. You know one of those things? You just can throw darts at Cleveland Browns because now you can exercise some stress because the Cleveland Browns decided to pay $230 million guaranteed to a guy who hadn't played in over a year. And now every Kyler Murray in the world has his hand out even though mm. uh, you've not played to the level of that guy and you were not, as Baldy pointed out, not on the planet Earth during that playoff game. You still have your hand out. And then the next one is make sure your phone is charged. Listen, we're two weeks from the draft. We're 13 days. And I think there will be calls. And I think there will be texts. And if you're a team who needs a quarterback and is in that quarterback-hungry market, do you want to say, we're going to draft Kenny Pickett or we're going to trade it all for the best athlete in the world at the position? And are we going to do something reckless and really, really robust to get it from the Cardinals? And as the Arizona Cardinals, you have to think, do we love this quarterback? Do we love Kyler Murray? Do we love coming to work with him? Do we love having him be the face of our franchise? Do we want a future with him? Or are we thinking maybe this is not the best fit and we want to take those calls and maybe Kyler Murray ends up being somebody else's problem? I think you have if to you, do If all you're the things. other team, Kyle, yeah. and he's saying, I want to be paid, you know, whatever it is, $40 million or something. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, if we, we can trade for Kyler Murray, the player, but mm-hmm. you're also paying him yep. what Arizona seems hesitant to do. It depends. And you immediately have a star and you have a phenom. And I look at someone, just as an example, Carolina's been looking for that thing. Yeah. And they got the billionaire who says, I don't care. I don't care. We got to win. You make an offer and you say, screw it, we'll pay him, we'll bring him in. I think we can. You got to make the phone call and just you know, like just see. And What's it going to be like? You're not going to like publicly pedal him, but at the same time, you got to go, well, if this thing gets ugly, like it looks like it's a collision course for this. You said it's been brewing for two months now, basically. Mm. You have to at least see what's out there and what kind of offer you could get. Now, when Cliff came, he wanted Kyle. Yeah. They had Josh Rosen. He wanted Kyle. Yeah. They were joined, I thought, at the hip. Now, if the agent, Eric Burkhart, wants to extend Cliff Kingsbury, Steve Kime, they're all in this thing together. There is the quarterback saying, what about me? There is that part mm-hmm. to it. Mm-hmm. But the, the quarterbacks, it's all about performance. Mm. You know, if he was playing the way we saw Josh Allen, sure. just on this meteoric rise, like, it's easy. Like, mm-hmm. the team would come to you. I think when the player has to go to the team, it gets backwards at mm-hmm. this point. Mm-hmm. The reason I brought up Burkhart, Shriggs, is I would imagine it would be potentially helpful. You're saying it affects it at all because you hit me with that sh- weird sure. Wouldn't He just did the, the Cliff deal. Cliff came there saying, I'm coming to coach in the NFL and I want Kyler. That's my plan. It makes it more complicated. It makes it. So tell me about that. Because the team is willing to pay his one client, yeah. Cliff, and the GM, and they get their, they get their money, right. and yet... The owner, it's not, because yeah. truth of the matter is, Steve Kime isn't the one who's going to pay Kyler Murray. Right. It's Bidwill, the owner. And if he's saying, yeah, sure, I'll take care of it, you two, mm-hmm. 
and you're the agent, and you represent one of those, the Sticky. coach. And then the player who's, I mean, to be honest, the coach is going to make a certain salary, but if the player is making 40, your big ticket item is Kyler, not the coach. Mm -hmm. And they're not willing to pay him? Well, then you're at this weird place. And I, but, I, but Eric's been the one who's been so vocal been and has been so man. out there. And it seems like there's not a desperation, but there is an urgency mm -hmm. that, from timeline standpoint, just doesn't exist outside of their little bubble. Like, mm -hmm. if Lamar's not paid, Mahomes waited. Like and bring him why should Kyler be? Right. But do you right. think there's any leverage in Kyler's corner? To say, screw all that, I'll go play baseball. Yeah. Dude, nobody else has that. No, you know what? I'll, I'll go play center no, field. No, because they're not paying him, so I don't see where his leverage is, and I don't think they should pay him. I think the Cardinals should let him play out the year. There's this feeling, and it's not associated with the agent at all, but the player were like, do you not know what really happened here? Do you not know what these last two years looked like yeah. when the season end? Like, where are you in space when we have Lamar Jackson and Steve Bashotti and Acosta and Harbaugh coming out saying, we want to get a deal done, but we can't really get to Lamar because Lamar's too focused on winning a Super Bowl. Lamar is like, the, like the difference in these two situations yeah. is staggering, and you're having this list given out about what he wants, and based off a playoff appearance, not it's a little no-awareness of the disastrous way last season ended yeah. the year before. So th he might be the most talented player of all the quarterbacks. He might surpass Lamar Jackson and Mahomes in that way, being able to do it all. But the trust needs to be built back, and yeah. that's why I think you it takes to play some play here. It does to end, end the season and be like, all right, I'm ready to be paid. And I do think the Deshaun Watson thing weighs on that. That like, look what he did and what he got paid. Here's where I come out. So like, there's all the takes, rather. Last night, James Jones is on the network, and he says, I think his days are done with the Cardinals. I think he's done. I don't think he's going to be on the team anymore. So who knows if he is or not. I'm entertaining this idea in Baltimore that we talked about. Take the calls. These teams going to the draft, they want to make an offer for Kyler. What I can't reconcile is, so some team calls and says, we'll give you two firsts and a player and we want to trade for Kyler. Well, then who's your quarterback? Arizona then has nothing. They went, they went two and one with Colt McCoy last year. I get it, Peter. You're going to go into the season well, with The Colt? argument would be, and this doesn't come from the Arizona guys, but the argument is we have DeAndre Hopkins. We have an offense that's built specifically for Kyler Murray. They have built that from the lab to a five foot ten quarterback who is mobile, who might not necessarily have all the gifts of other folks in the league. And the, the argument would be well, mm -hmm. what is behind door number two? Because mm -hmm. who knows? Maybe we could win with what we have on this roster with the best big hands wide receiver in the league and a different quarterback. But um, who is it, though? Is it, is it a rookie that they draft, or is it someone included in the trade? I don't know. Well, if, 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 if all that is on play, like, we're in a time crunch here. You know, we're 13 days away uh -huh. where, you know, if you have to go get a quarterback, right. you better be have done. Sure you said it. Cliff, they're tied to Kyler. Like, yes. Cliff is there for mm -hmm. Kyler. It's his and, guy. And Steve Kime's career is tied to Kyler. Yeah. He's had some whiffs in the last couple of years in the first mm -hmm. round if you look at just production. Like, mm -hmm. Kyler's got to work out for them. So they all want it. But the owner at the end of the day is the one who's going to decide, do I want to pay out of my own pocket $40 million? And not all owners are built the same. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So whereas Jimmy Haslam's like, I got money. Bidwell's a family-owned business. Yeah. They don't just throw away money. Right. Ask Carson Palmer. They don't have Kyler J. Ask Kurt Warner. Ask these guys. Yeah, they sure. weren't. So it's all very interesting. And the agent thing, which I wasn't shrugging you off, I was saying, huh, yeah, that's a major thing because there's a conflict of sorts in there, but in the same breath, it's like, he's the one being vocal. Like, we got to pay him now. We got to pay him now. Mm -hmm. And other agents are looking at it being like, why? Right. All right. Yesterday, we had so much fun with a segment we called Tweets of Rage. We would look back at some of the best draft picks in NFL history and show you, the fans, what was tweeted about those picks in the immediate seconds afterwards. There was outrage when Josh Allen was drafted. One fan of the Chiefs was so upset with Mahomes that they said they were going to give up their season tickets. And then the best one, of course, was when Jamar Chase was taken. Someone said to just move the Bengals to Montreal. Yeah. Don't even know why. Just Get out Montreal. of this country. Like we, how do you not protect? Okay. Love it or leave it. So that was Tweets of Rage. Today, we're going the other direction. We're going to pick out 
some great tweets from you, the fans, in a segment that we are calling Tweets of Sage. Oh. Sage like right. wisdom. Smart. Sage the incense, whatever you want. Let's start off with the 2016 NFL Draft in Chicago. Titans traded away their first overall pick. The Rams got a bunch of them in return. The Rams, they took golf. The Titans finally get on the board in the second round. They already traded their first overall pick. Everyone's upset with this. Let's see who they took. Deja vu. With the 45th pick of the 2016 NFL Draft, the Tennessee Titans choose Derrick Henry, running back, Alabama. All right, so the Titans take Derrick Henry, and this is the tweet. 45th overall, Derrick Henry, Alabama, number two. There were some negative takes, but this is Tweets of Sage. So who are the smartest folks on Twitter? Let's see Mason Fleming. I really like this pick. Darn good back. It's working blue. <laughs> Pretty good. Pretty good. That's it. Good. Who else we got? He should feel disrespected. He should have been a first rounder. Zeke over him? Laughing. I like it. Okay. All like right. It. All right. Another tweet here from Tommy. Great pick. He can run. He can catch. Underrated great player. With his size, he'll be a great blocker. <laughs> That's it. Tennessee, haven't, they haven't used him correctly yet. Right? They'll get All that call. blocking. This is a good one. This is the one I love, though, here. Nice pick. Laughing my you-know-what-off at all these draft Twitter ex- <laughs> Peter, say that person's Twitter right. handle. What is that? My man, X-O-Z-O-N-O-A with an egg avatar. You were smart, bro. I saw you. He's got a lot of followers. He's getting right. followers today. Yeah. Let's Aww. stay with this theme. I like praising <laughs> the Twitter. Everyone was like, you guys had worse takes than Twitter. You should show them. No, no. We're just going to encourage you to tweet more on draft morning after they take them. 100%. Last... Let's go back two rounds later, okay? So seven quarterbacks are already off the board. This is Chicago Draft 2016. We've seen Wentz, we've seen Goff, we've seen Paxton Lynch be taken. Seven QBs off the board. The Cowboys are up with the 135th pick. Let's go. Let's do it. Here's what happened. With the 135th pick in the 2016 NFL Draft, our Dallas Cowboys select Dak Prescott, quarterback, Mississippi State. Go Cowboys. Cowboys picked this random player in the fourth round. I guess we saw him in the SEC. He was good. Senior Bowl, he was good, but yeah. all right, fourth round. So what did Jordan tweet? Jordan came out of the gates, uh -oh. and Jordan says, future. Uh -oh. All right. Jordan. Big Daddy Reeves. They had, Put him on the scouting. They had a healthy Romo. They had, what's our guy, Jermaine Sewell? Jamil Showers. Jamil Showers. Yeah. How about Papa Nicolucialicious? <laughs> That's the best pick of the year. Guess what? He was right. Yep. Yeah, baby. It was. It was the best The day pick. he hit the field. The day he hit the field, it was. How about this one right here from our man, Progressive Lion? Progressives are welcome. Really love this pick. In a few years, he is going to be the next Tom Brady. Hashtag Cowboys Nation. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. What's Conservative Panther say, though? <laughs> conservative Panther <laughs> says, Tommy Leroy says this one. And this forgives all the heartbreak the boys have given me. Oh, thank you. Wow. Very. Peter, give us one more. Can you squeeze one more? Can we get one more, Come on. Grill? Get one more. Draft in Philly, 2017. 49ers on the board. Late in the draft. Let's see what they do with the fifth round pick, 146. Uh, for the uh, 146 pick in the 2017 NFL Draft, the San Francisco 49ers pick good friend of C.J. Bedford, George Kittle, tight end from Iowa. Welcome to the 49ers. <laughs> They tweet out. Shout out to Al Madrigal. Great pick there. Here we go. Fifth, 146, George Kittle. All right, what do we got? Let's tweet see. Tweet him. 
Love the production under Ferentz. Niners fish, look at the production of Iowa tight ends under Ferentz. This might be a damn steal. I think you're gonna like George. Good luck, good kid too. Yes. He's right. How about this uh, one? A, a steal. Hashtag. And finally, Matt Jansen nails it like no one ever has before. Matt underscore Jansen, best all-around TE in the draft. Matt Jensen, you have won a job at NFL Network being a draft expert. Get on here. We would love to see you. These are the manifestors. We Matt love you, Law of Jensen. Attraction. Great job, Trace. We'll be back. Matt Jansen's still tweeting. There he is. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hail to the victors. We got one of the best offensive linemen in the world right now who is coming to an NFL city near you. He is a Michigan man, and he joins us here at the table in New York City. Offensive lineman, Andrew Stuber. What's up, dude? How are you feeling? Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me here. I feel good. You, yeah. you are a, a man of Michigan. I think I mentioned that. You are also a gentleman. We've been visiting with you for a whole bunch of time during commercial here, and you have mm -hmm. such an interesting story because yeah. you are not like these other come-out-of-the-womb football men in Michigan. You didn't start playing football until mm -hmm. an eighth grade and yeah. you have a totally different path tell us how it started to get where you are now so growing up i you know obviously connecticut's not known for its football so we're kind of known for all the cross so sure. growing up i started playing you know a bunch of different sports baseball basketball lacrosse soccer too i even tried karate i think that's where i got my flexibility from. is that true yeah i did karate when i was younger so and then eventually uh you know a lot of kind of dads started telling me oh, you should try football you should try football and I was too big for it at the time. I was over the weight limit. I couldn't oh. play. And I didn't want to go up a grade to leave my grade to play with the older kids. And I was like, oh, I'll just play basketball or baseball or whatever. So uh, I didn't do that. And then eighth grade kind of hit. And I just kind of fell in love with the sport, kind of the team atmosphere. Nothing like it. Winning a game was, you know, the most rewarding feeling I've ever had in my life. So fell in love with the game there and then kind of just took it all the way to where I am now. It's, it's an awesome story. And then you end up in Michigan, kid from Darien, Connecticut. Not a lot of players necessarily come in that pipeline to Michigan. But you get there, you're lining up against, oh, I don't know, Aiden Hutchinson and Quiddy Pay for first round pick, Rashawn Gary, a first round pick. Talk about what you bring to an NFL team because of what you see every day in practice up there in Ann Arbor. Coming from Connecticut, you know, obviously, you know, and, and throughout my whole recruiting process, I kind of had this mindset, you know, if you want to be the best, surround yourself with the best. And so that's why I, I kind of chose Michigan as a reason for that. And, you know, first year, I'm a freshman coming in, I'm on scout team. I'm learning the, learning the ropes. Every day I'm going against Chase Winovich, Rashawn Gary at tackle. They're just throwing every move they can at me, <laughs> whatever they can. And so that's how I kind of cut, cut my chops and learn the game at such a high speed. I was kind of thrown in the fire at that point. So I I've seen a lot of a lot of moves, seen a lot of professional kind of professional style rushes, mm -hmm. and I think that I bring that to a team. You know, it's not going to be a, that sharp of a learning curve yeah. for me since I've gone against such good rushers throughout my time at, at Michigan, and I'm just excited to kind of cut my chops with, with with pro guys at this point and see you know what's different than college or if it's pretty much the same. Andrew, I just want to start by saying. It's good to have a skilled person, like, in the room. <laughs> Hell yes, it is. You put the hand in the dirt, you've Let's got go. skills. <laughs> but the one thing that I like about your game, Andrew, is your versatility. Mm -hmm. You've played guard, you've played tackle, you've played center at the Senior Bowl this year. John Benton was your offense line coach there. Your versatility and what you can bring to a team, mm -hmm. I mean, it's a real strength of yours. Yeah, I definitely think it's, you know, at the next level, of versatility is in the name of the game. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, I was talking to some of the old line coaches, and they say, you know, you can only dress eight now with yep. COVID. They kind of raise it to eight. And, you know, for six, seven, and eight, you know, 
those guys, if you can play off high positions, you're going to get a jersey on game day because you, know, mm-hmm. you add so much value. So I'm really, you know, fortunate to have played tackle. I started games at guard in 2020, and mm-hmm. then at the Senior Bowl, I even got some snaps at center, which was kind of, you know, someone to learn. I did on my right hand initially at first, so <laughs> yeah. I kind of had to, I kind of had to get used to that. But versatility is the name of the game, and I think, you know, I do a great job at that. Well said. Let's go back to Michigan, right? You got these these two guys looking at mock drafts: Aiden Hutchinson, David Ojabo. They are predicted to be first round guys. What do teams? What do we need to know about those two? It's funny, you know. Every day I go against these guys, you know, and now I see them all over the place on on TV shows and podcasts, mm. and I just it's crazy how every day, you know, I was next to Aiden Hutchinson in the locker room every day. You know, I, I would kind of. You know, chopped up with him, kind of talk about practice. You know, I'd kind of give him a hard time if I got him in practice or if he got me, he'd give me the same. So, I mean, both those guys are great players and I go against them every single day. And so I know their game. I know what they're bringing to the table. And I think what they bring to teams is, you know, it goes so much more than off the field. Aiden Hutchinson is such a great leader off the field. He's a big reason why we were able to transition from the 2020 season to such a, you know, a great season this year. And I think David Ojabo is the same. You know, we get with, with David Ojabo is, you know, kind of a, such a raw canvas. He's such a great athlete and he started playing football so late that, you know, there's so much upside to him. You know, he, there's so much you can learn. And I think he just needs to become a student of the game. And then his game has no, no ceiling. Well said. I'm oh, yes, it was. And those guys just helped you wreck shop against Ohio yeah. State, dude. You had <laughs> yeah. a, and I bring it up because you were on the winning end leaving Michigan in one of the most famous rivalries in sports. You were also telling us in a commercial, I believe, that was when you're a freshman at Michigan, you have to get up and tell jokes. And that's part of the process. Well, this is your first time at the table here. We've never met you before. And our process is we play games with some of our first-time guests, including you. We have a game for you, and it's called (laughs) the Rivalry Rundown. We're going to toss you some famous rivalries, and you, Andrew Stuber, tell us which side do you come out on on the rivalry. Let's go right now. One of the oldest in football. Maybe... One of your future employers. Packers or Bears? There they are. Where do you come out? Uh, I got to go Packers at this point. John Runyon's a lineman there. There we go. Ah, That's a smart answer. Yeah, it's a Michigan guy. So I I don't want to burn any bridges, but I got to go with the Packers there. Okay. The the Bears fans are screaming that their quarterback is a Buckeye who's had good days against the Michigan. But it's your choice. It's your choice. Sorry. Good. You're all you're from Connecticut, so yeah. I'm curious to hear where you stand on this one. Right in the middle, Red Sox or Yankees? Yankees, Yankees all Yankees. the way. Wow, that was fast. I was at I was at A Rod's 600th home run game okay. uh, back in the day, back in old old Yankee Stadium and new Yankee Stadium. Sunday night, so. I remember it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So I was there. So gotta go Yankees. Okay. This is Bizarro World Hamilton. Mm. <laughs> oh yeah, our producer Matt Hamilton. Loves the Yankees. Black T-shirt, black bomber. From Connecticut too. Right? Yeah. So strange. He, he, he actually called my game in. in yeah, when in you were yeah. when you were a freshman. When I was a senior, senior. he called the uh, Marianne Greenwich game. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, we were talking about it. Yeah. Cool. Play by play. You're literally dressed the same. Play by play. Yeah, it's Very true. strange. Okay, yeah. all right. How about basketball, Lakers or Celtics? Uh, I'm probably going to have to go Celtics on this one, yeah. just in the Northeast, kind of. You know, I've never really been to L.A. I can't really do it for now. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, hold on. All right, how about Jordan or LeBron? I got to go Jordan, Sam. Yeah. I'm okay, how about Jawan Howard or that Wisconsin coach? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> It's good. What do you got, Bob? Every day in the back alley. They, they, every day. They, they're giving yeah. me this thing about this invention, the inventors. Like Thomas Edison, <laughs> light bulb. Yeah. I don't know if you knew that at Michigan. Yeah. Or Nikola Tesla. What is the pictures? It's Thomas Edison, 100%. Edison Edison guy. Yeah. yeah, Edison guy, 100%. Yeah. He's just an Edison guy. <laughs> just Edison guy. Big Edison guy. Steve Jobs is the Edison of your oh, generation man. and ours. All right, this is something that came up on the show this week, video games. Mm. More iconic video game character, mm. Sonic the Hedgehog or the gentleman on the right, Mario. Oh, Mario. OG. Yeah, the OG. The OG, right? Yeah, yeah he's original, yeah. These, these Sonic people are out of nowhere just yeah, going to war for Sonic. Are <laughs> King Kong and Godzilla still cool? Oh, yeah, sure, they got new movies. Team Godzilla or Team King Kong? King Kong has a new movie? Yeah, they fight each oh, other. Yeah. I was Team King Kong. I like how scrappy is. A little bit of an underdog, too. <laughs> Everyone said Godzilla's going to wipe him. I'm picturing... 
Kong holding a woman from the Empire I State Building. Yes, sir. That's, in black and white. That was a long time ago. Underdog. 1933. You think so? Literally. I think Kong is kind of a system gorilla. I really do. <laughs> you got, yeah, I, I, go, I go Godzilla. He's but got superpowers. Yeah. Yeah, so he does. He's got powers. What else we got, Peter? This is going swimmingly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're doing awesome. We're just having fun here. Uh, 32 teams have our network, the NFL network, like yeah. on in the, yep. building, in the background or whatever. GMs, decision makers, coaches might be watching right now. I know you've been through five years in Michigan, the Senior Bowl. You've done all the meetings. But just take a moment here. Address this camera here and tell them what they're getting if they draft Andrew Stuber in the NFL draft next week. Um, well, what you're getting with me is just someone who's smart, dependable, physical, and tough. You know, I play Michigan. Michigan has a great track record of being a downhill team that, that runs the ball hard, that knows how to play football. And I think I bring that to the pro level. I think a lot of guys coming out college haven't played in a pro system don't know how to run power you know trap counter whatever it is and i've run all of it and i'm excited to get the next level i'm excited to bring my leadership my toughness and just improve culture and, and play ball again let's go oh, Let's go. we love this guy all right he loves mario he's, the whole round. <laughs> he's skyrocketing uh and this this very articulate gentleman will bury you in the dirt if you come in his gap i love it nice to meet you man and yeah. yeah. go get it man you're gonna Great be job. having me guys Great. you got a roof for it. take care job, thank you yeah <laughs> Back on Good Morning Football, Tom Pelissero. Some interesting news this morning, tweeting that one of the Lions' final pre-draft visits next week will be with Pitt quarterback Kenny Pickett, per sources, the only known quarterback visit for Detroit, which owns three of the top 34 picks, including number two overall, continuing due diligence on top prospects. But Peter... Mm. Campbell was very like, do we love your golf ish kind of stuff? What's going on? Yeah, golf is under contract. They have the 32nd pick also. So to hear that Pickett would be interviewing and they haven't met in person with Willis, they haven't met in person with Corral. There's definitely something there. Look, I don't think the Lions look at Jared Goff and say, we're set for the next decade. I also think they have a lot of needs. And I don't know if they're going to pass up a guy like Aiden Hutchinson or Trayvon Walker or even Kayvon Thibodeau if they're there at two with what they've got on their team defensively. So these visits, a lot of times you roll your eyes and say, yeah, they meet with a lot of guys. But this one actually sticks out because they're not, they haven't visited with the other quarterbacks yet. And while they need a long-term solution at quarterback, they do not have one. They don't have one, and they do have that 30-second pick, and you kind of want to get your quarterback in the first round if you believe he can be the guy for the five years. Unless you're Kyler, then you just renegotiate after three. But, <laughs> but, but no, I think you have to do your homework on these guys. You know, this guy, that his next start is going to be his 50th start since 2017. Like, there's a lot to like about Ryan Pickett. Been a leader, one in every condition. Like, I don't, he doesn't have any NFL players around him, but he's had a lot of success. I think that this is, could go someplace. Kenny Pickett to Detroit? Two is really high. I two mean, like, if, if you, if it plays out, and we're just guessing here, if they, that they pick Kenny Pickett at two, you better love him. The expectation drafting a quarterback at two is that, like, they're going to be a Hall of Famer. Like, that, that is the ceiling. So, if they do it, I think it would be shock and awe in Las Vegas to go that high for that guy. But if they absolutely fall head over heels in love, and that's the only reason. We cannot let this player leave our facility. We have to have him. Short of that, two is really high. If anyone's really. going that high, don't you think it should be in the like Willis? I don't think it should be either. No. Neither? No. Talent I think he's wise? the most ready to play quarterback. Pick it. Pick it. Sure. But he wouldn't need him to be ready Raw to play talent off, right? Strange pairing. I don't know. Interesting. We'll see how many. How many quarterbacks do you think will go in the first round? Three. Read Which three? Pick it. Willis. I think in that order. And then I think that you could see Matt Corral or Desmond Ritter at the very end of the first round. Mm-hmm. We'll see how it shakes out. Well, just write it down, Kate. I mean, it's, gonna happen. <laughs> it's, it's, it's been said. Uh, it'll yeah. be a Tweets of Sage yes. segment <laughs> later after the draft. All right, more Good Morning Football on the way. We've got Kyler Murray. Yeah. 
trade market? Is somebody going to trade for him and extend him? A whopping cost ahead of them. Baker Mayfield, how about his future? What do we make of it? And what should Baker Mayfield's next move be? Probably not going on another podcast, right? We'll talk about it. Tom Brady's, to yeah, Tom Brady's combine photo. He wants to erase it from the internet. Said, that was his one ask for Elon no, Musk. Like that's, that's where you came from. No. Like, don't erase that. Very we curated got, uh, yeah. social media profile. That was not part of it. Show also, we'll be back with three and out right. on Good Morning Football. <laughs> You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. On a Friday, my favorite hour of the entire week, because things are a little crazy here, Baldy. Yes. Well, uh, it is Friday, 13 days before the draft. Yes. News dropping. Yes. Players getting signed. Green Bay got a receiver. <laughs> like, all this stuff is happening. Are we excited about Green Bay getting a receiver? Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. You lose Devontae. Ooh. Anybody else that comes in. It feels like a nice gesture. Like, you know, you, you had a baby in the family, so someone brings over a casserole. It's very nice. It helps a little bit, but, like, I, I don't, it doesn't bring, tear my world apart. Peter Schrager, Kyle Brandt, yes, a 13-year veteran man who sleeps and eats football, and he's never met a breakdown. He doesn't like Brian Baldinger. Yeah, is Balding. with us. We Thank hope you're you, having fun. I am having a good time. Yes, good. it's a very easy. Very easy to come oh. in. You know, sit down here and be yeah. entertained. All right, we're going to start this hour with something that we are calling three and out. Here's how it works. Yeah. I'm going to give three big topics. We'll make some solid gains on each one, trying to convert, getting us closer to the weekend, in my opinion here. Let's do this. It's uh, first news, guys. This dropped yesterday. Tom Pelissero. Yeah. Okay, there we go. All right. Tom P, that was cool. Does not <laughs> expect that Kyler Murray will play this season without a new deal. Cardinals insist they won't trade their Pro Bowl quarterback, but other teams are monitoring the situation, of course. Guys, despite what the cards are saying, what is the trade market for Kyler Murray? Baldy, go! I always think it's better if the team comes to you with the contract offer versus you trying to hold them a hostage. Like, they're telling you that you're not that good yet to give you a new contract. And so he's more valuable to the Cardinals than any other team out there. But if you're the Cardinals and he makes this posture and makes these statements right. that I want a, a contract or I'm not playing, then you've got to pick up the phone and see what kind of interest there is out there. Mm -hmm. it takes one team, and especially this time of year when teams get a little loose and a little aggressive. I mean, we were talking a year ago where Aaron Rodgers looked like he was going to get traded right around the draft, and that whole thing exploded on draft day. I don't know. Kyler has a, a bit of a reputation problem, and I don't know how much of it is true or not. He doesn't deny much of it that football is one of the priorities for sure. You got to bring that in, and then you got to pay for that. And then you see this. I don't know. Maybe we'll just take a chance. I, I, I can't get my finger on what the trade market is. I, I think the talent is that good that one of these teams might say, screw it, instead of drafting Malik Willis, we'll try this guy and we'll be willing to pay him. 
we're saying that the, the Cliff Kingsbury offense has been built around Kyler Murray specifically, and they mm-hmm. got DeAndre Hopkins because they needed a wide receiver one of that size, of that ability. You look at Cliff's offense, everyone who goes there, you know, whether it be Christian Kirk getting broken off with a huge contract or whether it be uh, some of these other players that have been there, Chase Edmonds, Chase Edmonds, he finds a way to get the most of you. So the feeling around the league is, well, he's got this young, great offensive coach, and that's the most that they've got out of him. Why aren't they paying him? Mm-hmm. Is there a stink on that? Like, what, why are they not bending over to make sure that they can give him the money right away? Why should we be the one? So I look at teams that need quarterbacks, like Seattle, I think, needs a quarterback. Division with the rival? With the trade division, probably not. Mm-hmm. Um, the Saints, they were very active in the Deshaun, but they just signed Jameis. And I don't know where the fit is. I said Houston earlier in the show because Davis Mills is fine, but Kyler's a Texas guy. Just You're building something fresh and new, and do you want someone else's first-round pick that they opted not to? So I'm not sure the market is as robust as maybe we thought it would have been There's during the season. There's three. Seattle, not going to happen, I don't think. Then you have the Falcons and the Panthers as just the obvious ones. Are they they're the two quarterback needy teams? Too many question marks. You just spat out like 20 question marks. Yeah. Too many question marks and such a high price. I think if you're a defensive coordinator and you're going up against the Cardinals, you don't fear Kyler Murray. No. Like, I don't think. Really? I think when Bill Belichick puts a game plan together, yeah, like, we're yeah. going to keep him right in the pocket and make his beat. We're not even going to try to sack him. Mm-hmm. We're just going to keep him in this little area and make him throw from there. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't very good, you know, against the Patriots two years ago. Mm-hmm. So I, I think some coordinators feel like this is not Joe Burrow. You know, this is not Russell Wilson. This is not one of these guys that we, to the very last play, mm-hmm. we got to worry about mm-hmm. him. All right, next topic, second down. Second down. <laughs> After that massive Deshaun Watson trade, Baker Mayfield's future is up in the air. So Baker spoke to the YNK podcast about what went down with Cleveland, where he might play next. Take eight, listen. I feel disrespected, 100%, mm. because I was told one thing and they completely did another. That's what I'm in the middle of right now. And you know what? Okay, I got, I got my taste of it because I've had four different head coaches in four years, a bunch of different coordinators. I've had, talk about the highs. They always come back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they always come back. Always. Yeah. Do you have any idea where you're going to land? Oh, man. This would have been about a week and a half ago, I would have said Indianapolis. Um, mm. Seattle, I mean, probably the most likely option. Mm-hmm. But even then, I... And no you, and- I mean, Baker mentioned Seattle yesterday. Seattle, I do believe, signed Geno Smith yeah, to mm-hmm. a one-year deal. I wonder how that felt to Baker Mayfield. They have Drew Locke and the Russell Wilson trade. Jacob Eason, I do believe, still on the roster as well. And the draft is 13 days away. Who's trading for Baker when you have to pay him as a backup $20 million? I don't know. I don't think there's a market for him. What do you do, and what's next for Baker Mayfield? Yeah, I don't think it's going to be Seattle. That would have happened already, I think. And then they would say, well, Carolina, like they're going to bring him in with Sam Darnold. It doesn't make any sense. Like The same draft class, maybe even same ability. So where does that leave him? A backup job? He's standing there with a baseball cap, the number one overall pick a few years later as a backup? Like that, That's what it's starting to lead to. I, I feel like there's going to be draft night action or shenanigans with him he's too much of a bright shiny object to just stay there and and linger also there's these crazy options with baker that like he is a different type of guy who's gonna say i could say i'm done i'm retiring i'm walking away i have a family i have money it could be anything the only thing i don't see right now is him starting for a team week one of 2022 i think baker's best uh option at this point is being released by the browns so maybe he can explore on his own and find these teams to have the browns still control who they speak with and where they're gonna land him like obviously these are two forces the browns and baker that are not uh, simpatico right now and yet they hold his rights 
They could do whatever they want with him. So to me, it's I go to the organization and I say, cut me, cut me, cut me. I'll take less money for a prove-it year and I will do something. Trubisky last year didn't take any meaningful snaps with the Bills, but showed enough and, and people enough around the league were like, yeah, he's still, that he's now a starting quarterback. At Baker Mayfield to be traded to Seattle right now and fight with three other quarterbacks mm-hmm. when, on the final year of a deal. I don't know if there is a trade market right now, so I don't know what that is. I would say I would have him go up to the Browns and be like, please just release me and I'll figure it out from here. I think this thing fell apart really fast. You know, going into last year, they're coming off a playoff win in Pittsburgh. Everybody's high on Cleveland. And it fell apart with that injury against Houston early on. The shoulder was dangling. Uh, It was ugly. But I I feel like he's got to rebuild himself from, like, the way Ryan Tannehill has, the way Mitch Trubisky might do it. I think that's, that's where he's at right now. I think nobody wants to hear about being disrespected. Nobody wants to hear about four coaches and coordinators. Nobody wants to hear that. Yeah. Like, that's, that's the job of the franchise quarterback is to be able to take all that on. Put it on your shoulders and just weather it. And I, I don't think he's weathering this thing very well right now. But that's why I don't like that you're even bringing up Tannehill and Trubisky. Is that fair for me to not like that? Because they handled it completely differently. We're talking about a trade partner that's going to have to pay him $20 million to be a backup and the potential, let's say he's not, but the potential, the question mark of potential toxicity that he brings into a locker room, it's just not worth it to Well, well I mean, I, I, I'm saying he's not going about it. The right I'm way. saying, but Tannehill and Trubisky did go about it the same way. So they rebuilt by having different offenses working on their game getting better, but they were never seen as toxic people in a locker room. Well, that's my point. Like, he's going about it the wrong way. Like, yeah. nobody wants to hear this stuff. You're the quarterback. You've got to be able to figure these things out. What would you do if you, what would you advise him to do? Well, I mean, look, I, it's probably toxic staying there in Cleveland, but we don't know what Deshaun Watson's situation is going to be. Mm. Like, I, I felt like, at the very worst, compete with Deshaun. Like, maybe you won't get that opportunity since you just gave him this guaranteed contract, and maybe that sounds foolhardy, but that's what the competitor does. You know, he walked on at Texas Tech, and he won the job, and he walked on at Oklahoma and won the job. Like, that's who he is. He's a competitor. But, like, if you're just going to sit there and make a bunch of excuses and, you know, like as soon as they go and get Deshaun Watson, you're just going to say you're disrespected, like, that's, that's what teams do. They're... If they can find a better option at any position, mm-hmm. they're going to do that. It's pretty like, cold, recognize but that. it's true. But, but, well, yeah, but That's it's a cold it business. It's a business. I mean, there's, a, you, there's an injury here. Move the pile, and we'll play the, the next guy over here. Like, that's always been football. Well said. At GMFB, we've got one last one. Are we going to do a third down here? Let's do it. Third down. And then we, what? All right. I got it, finally. Last one in honor of our special guest, Brian yeah. who is crushing it. Hour number three of Good Morning Football. We're thinking about all those guys on the internet who think they can last one minute, even 60 seconds in an NFL game. Let's pose this question, guys. You Do you think you could take yeah. one successful carry in an NFL game? Yes. Yes, I could, I could do one carry. I don't know how far I would go. I just think I could survive. I think I might, what would it be? I might go for a one-yard gain if I got the proper blocking. I'm a big guy. I'm six foot three. Sure. I didn't say I was going to yeah. go for 90 yards, but I can get one carry. I'll hold my own. Triggs, let's just say the blocking isn't good. There, there let's wasn't... just say you're the New York Giants, okay? And Aaron Donald's right in front of you. Yep. Like, are you going to try and go around Aaron Donald That's like you question. did on the streets of New York? Good question. You're going through Aaron Donald? Like, what's your... What's your instinct? Okay, let me get the camera here because I'm going to give you exactly what I'm going to do. So Aaron Donald's <laughs> looking at me and go, doot, doot, 
look over there. And I just distract him and I guess sneak right by. Okay. And Aaron Donald takes his shirt off and we win the Super Bowl, not him. I like that, Kerry. Wow, we need to see that. Off-season segment on the street with Aaron Donald. do it again. I've thought about this for years. Yeah. And I, yes, the answer, here's my circumstances that I want. I'm in an outdoor stadium. That's my kind of game. Late in the season, I want to cold. I want to be on a team that is up 40 points. So we're running away and I go in and it's like a third and 30 because we had penalties and sacks. And you know what play I want, Baldy? A, a draw play. Draw play. Stand, shotgun right next to the quarterback. Have everybody come say, the quarterback. Yeah, and just hand it to me right past them. I, I think I could get... I think I could get eight yards. I really do. And I couldn't get three yards against Yale. But I think I could get... That, yeah, you that's are. a picture of me in, in the 2001. Um, I think I could do it. You could lead the league. If you get eight yards, you yes. lead the league in yards per rush. I know. Eight I, yards I, is a lot. I, yeah, on a third and 30, I think I could get eight. I, I'm not outrunning anyone, not running around anyone. But I would lower the shoulder. I would the hold on to the ball. Open up. The game's yeah. just open. That's what I'm saying. The draw play in third and third, I think I could still do. First and ten, I got I feel like the draw play is outdated. Like, I don't see the <laughs> sure. draw Sure, it's anymore. not as common anymore. When no. it's third and long, they always do the draw play. Yeah. First and ten, I would have problems, though. Yeah. I use my dangerous to look at you. <laughs> oh, I did the penguin. He that was Jalen so Waddle. <laughs> I injured my, my uh, gluteus. I spent most of my, a uh, <laughs> lot of gluteus talk yeah, there is here in today. Uh, talking, <laughs> thinking about, you know, being on the beach in Bora Bora. or climb, I don't, I've never thought about this once in my life. So mm -hmm. the producers are asking me to chime in. Mm -hmm. Could I? How could I? Yes, you could. I think I would just go over and be like Bobby Wagner. Mm -hmm. He loved it before the play. <laughs> and be like, Cam Jordan, come on. We go. I think I would sweet, instead of distracting yeah. like Peter's strategy, yeah. I would just sweet talk him and be like, come, just, just give me two yards. Just don't embarrass me. I think that that would be good. But I also talk trash, as we can see, and I like to dance. So maybe it wouldn't go well and I'd agitate them. I think I could do, I could do something, right? That's a good question. Baldy, what do you think? Well, you know, people always ask me, you know, do you miss football? And I'm like, no, I don't miss anything. I said, I, I have one play in me. Like, I could probably just jack somebody up. You think? Probably get thrown out of the games, yeah. you know, and probably hopefully leave without another injury and another surgery. Oh, I'd be like, I'd be like, Calais, <laughs> you cutie. Get one. You don't want any of You're this. not as big as you. Yeah. All right, we got some huge news last night. The list is out. We finally found out which of the top prospects will be there in attendance at the draft presented by Verizon Trakes. What do you make of this list? Zion Johnson was just here yesterday. Yeah, Zion, I like this. I see Matt Corral's like, I'll go. And oh. he's not a slam dunk first round pick. I'm interested in that. I like when I see the guys who they're betting on themselves because it could be a long, long thing if you don't go in the first. So all these names, they've been told by their advisors that you're going in the first, bud, because no one wants to be that agent saying, um, yeah, so uh, tomorrow's plan is this. That's what I see. I feel like back there, there should be a table just for Georgia players. There's yeah. There's the Georgia table. It's the Kirby Smart draft. Mm -hmm. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.